Hello and welcome to Iron Sharpens Iron, a podcast where we as young Africans get together to discuss our pivotal role in shaping the collective future of our continent. I am your host, Letabo Satole, and on this inaugural episode, we are exploring how African youth are driving innovation and digitization. Our guests today are Tafadwa Chikwereti, a Zimbabwean entrepreneur and farmer, passionate about technology's impact on agriculture, and Rachel Kumwenda, a Malawian earth scientist and drone expert advocating for women in technology. Iron Sharpens Iron is powered by Nestle Needs Youth and Youth Connect Africa. And in the course of our conversation, we'll chat about how these two brands have partners to create this amazing platform. Now, without further ado, welcome to Fadwa. Welcome, Rachel. So I'm really excited to engage with you today. But before we get into the conversation, I'd just like for you guys to say hello to our listeners in your local languages, in the spirit of Pan-Africanism. Hello, I'm Tafada. So in Shona, hello simply means wadi, wadi to the listeners. Wadi to you, Tafadwa. Thank you so much. Rachel. Hello, everyone. And hello in Chichewa is Mulibwanji. So Mulibwanji to our listeners. Thank you very much. And Mulibwanji to you too, Rachel. I hope I've said it correctly. Thank you so much for joining me. I want to get straight into the conversation and um, maybe start with a little bit of an inspiring background on Tafadwa. Uh, what inspired you to um, innovate something as as helpful and forward thinking as Musika? So looking back at how I grew up and what influenced my decision was mainly how my parents faced similar problems as small water farmers. So you'd realize when you were growing up, you'd go to the field day in, day out during the holidays. But when it's time to go to school, we barely had enough for school fees, enough for uniforms. So that mindset, I already had a plan to say, all right, I have to fix this for my parents and the small water farmers within our area. So when you got to university, I got in contact with a couple of friends that was Golden and Tafadza, who had similar backgrounds and similar ambitions to solve this for their farmers. So through iterating, working together and bridging our skills, we've been able to create a platform that's helping farmers in our ecosystem and in our communities to be better farmers and produce more and get more per hectare. That's inspiring. Thank you so much for that, Tafadwa. Um, Rachel, you're the first drone pilot I have ever engaged with, and I'm excited to hear on what inspired you to take on this career path. Um, thank you so much, Letabo. So basically what inspired me uh, was looking at um, I went to college and did earth sciences and afterwards I got into uh, a course that I did uh, drone and data technology. So with that knowledge and looking at how uh, the high levels of unemployment uh, among youth in Malawi were, I thought of studying the business um, in drone technology just to provide employment opportunities to young Africans, uh, especially in Malawi. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for that. Um, I think maybe let's lay out the foundation of our conversation and define um, some things. Nestle Needs Youth is a catalyst for transformation that empowers young people with the skills required for the job market today and the future of work, all to ensure that the youth can thrive in the dynamic world of business. Together with Youth Connect Africa, these partners are powering a platform where ideas flourish, minds converge, and iron sharpens iron. Tafadwa, I want to ask you to please help me define, in your opinion, what innovation and digitization mean in the context of Africa specifically. Thank you, Letabo. That's a very important question. So when you talk about innovation and digitization in our context, that is Africa, we're mainly referring to the creative and transformative use of technology to address the challenges, drive economic growth, and improve the livelihoods of people across the continent. Now, innovation in Africa stems mainly from the need where we are developing and implementing novel ideas, strategies, and solutions that are addressing the unique challenges that we face as Africans. It involves thinking creatively out of the box and finding alternative approaches to the global norm to overcome obstacles and create opportunities. Now, in our context in Africa, innovation often focuses on leveraging simple technologies that are accessible to bridge the gaps in sectors such as agriculture, healthcare, education, finance, and infrastructure. These are mainly adoption and integration of digital technologies such as mobile devices, internet connectivity, cloud computing, data analytics, to improve efficiency, connectivity, and access to services. Now, the combination of innovation and digitization in Africa is a powerful force. It enables young people to leverage technology to develop innovative solutions that are addressing societal issues, create economic opportunities, and drive sustainable development. So hence, by embracing digital tools and platforms, I believe African youth can connect, collaborate, and share knowledge, fostering a vibrant ecosystem of innovation and entrepreneurship within our ecosystem, Africa. That's profound, Tafadzwa. Thank you so much for that. I think, um, you know, you mentioned three words that are actually my three key words for defining young Africans, and that's innovative, creative, and resilient. Um, time and time again, young Africans have shown that they're able to change challenges into opportunities. Rachel, um, just to segue into this a little bit, I want to ask you in what ways you think that Africa's youth are uniquely positioned to drive innovation and digitization in their communities in the context of where the world is going now? Firstly, I think uh, the African youth make up the majority of the total population in Africa, and that in itself uh, positions us to uh, drive innovation and digitization in our communities. And there are many sectors that haven't been explored yet, and it's still rolls. So there are many, uh, most industries that haven't been um, explored, and this brings uh, the African youth at an advantage uh, positioned to drive innovation, digitization. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Tafadwa, I want to ask you how you think African entrepreneurs can use digitization and technological innovation to um, enhance their business operations 
and expand their um, consumer and customer base? That's a great question. So pertaining to this, before I get into the answers, I've got a friend of mine called Marvelous. Marvelous leveraged social media to be able to create a platform called African Food Finder. And from African Food Finder, I noticed within one year, he grew from they said 10 or 15 followers, and now he has over 100,000 followers and is now generating revenue from that platform alone. So I believe that African entrepreneurs have an incredible opportunity to leverage digital tools and technologies to enhance their business operations. For starters, as I mentioned before, they can embrace social medias. The social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok have become powerful tools for business growth where entrepreneurs can create engaging content share and build a strong online presence. Furthermore, I believe entrepreneurs can leverage on digital tools that have been in existence for quite a while now, such as websites. But now the key to the website, it will be building a user-friendly website. You realize that a well-designed website acts as a digital storefront that is open 24-7, that is visually appealing, easy to navigate, and provide relative information about the business. Entrepreneurs can then integrate the online payment systems and allowing customers to make purchases conveniently and securely. I believe that entrepreneurs can utilize e-commerce platforms such as Jumia, Conga, and Shopify to showcase their products to a wider audience, which allows them to tap into the wider African market. There are also digital mobile payment solutions such as M-Pesa, Flutterwave, and Paystack, which entrepreneurs can offer seamless and secure payment solutions to their customers and services. So in conclusion, you do realize that entrepreneurs in Africa has to focus on harnessing the power of data. Data analytics tools can provide valuable insights into customer behavior, preference, and market trends. Hence, by leveraging this information, entrepreneurs can make an informed decision, optimize their strategies, and tailor offering to customer demands effectively. I agree with you, Tafadzwa, in that being able to enter and participate in any kind of online marketplace to sell your goods or your services is indeed you know, what I would call a nice way for people to encourage market access, especially for um, young entrepreneurs on the continent. Tafadzo, I do want to come back to you. You spoke to data and I'm, I'm more of a literary person. And, and so I want you to please just expand on that point in layman's term, you know, as the young people would say in TikTok language. <laughs> so going back to what you term is TikTok language, I believe data is anything that gives you insights on the people that you're targeting, whether you're targeting, let's say it's farmers, anything that can give you an edge to understand how well they behave, when do they purchase, when do they need money, how do they use that money. This gives you insights when creating your product or your service to be able to create something that is relevant and that speaks to their need and brings value to their life. So I believe using that data and analyzing that data can give you a very good edge when it comes to identifying your customer and growing as an entrepreneur. Got you. I now understand that we can use data, you know, to understand our people, to understand our services and who we want to render them to, or to understand our goods and who we want to sell them to as a competitive advantage. I want to come to you, Rachel, as a young entrepreneur who has innovated and created a digital solution for, you know, for other businesses. What are some of the 
challenges or, or the bottlenecks that you've experienced and how do you think governments and organizations can provide support to young people who are trying to endeavor like yourself to drive innovation and digitization on the continent? This is a very loaded question, but to add to that, I want you to maybe you know, drop some pearls of wisdom to young Africans on how you can still, notwithstanding the, the existing challenges on the continent, succeed as you have. Thank you so much, Shalia Tabo. Um, there are so many challenges that are faced, and there are many ways that governments and organizations can support African youth. For example, when I was studying drone link, I did not have drones and drones are very expensive. I had to hire drones to do my work until I uh, got enough revenue to get a drone. So I think one of the things that the government can and organization can do is to provide access to funding. So a lot of African youth are facing challenges in developing their prototypes and also their having their production equipment because they do not have funding. And um, most African banks, uh, even here in Malawi, require collateral. And it's very hard for an African youth who, who is just a recent graduate to get collateral. And so this brings us uh, to where youth are failing to uh, bring their innovations because they do not have the funding. And it would be good if the government produces funding that are youth-centered, also programs that will help uh, in innovations and also digitization. And uh, secondly, I would say that governments should also uh, provide quality education. At this time, we need relevant education in our systems. So this will help us to uh, innovate and also to bring digitization uh, in what we're doing. And the digital market is growing and it's time for us to tap into that market. And thirdly, I would also um, want the government to promote uh, our local production, especially done by the youth. When I faced these challenges, what I did was to move with what I had. And when I did not have a drone, I had to hire a drone for me to continue my work until I uh, got enough revenue to buy uh, drones. So I would advise many youth that are out there, if they still no uh, access to funding, they should just use what they have and uh, with the governments and organizations to provide the support to the um, African youth. Thank you. Thank you so much for that, Rachel. And I think that the challenges that you are faced with are the challenges that are faced with across many sectors on the continent. I'm just going to, you know, highlight them again. You, you mentioned um, limited access to capital and finance. And this is a significant challenge for a lot of young Africans. And I think that the call to action for financing institutions and even people who are investing through private capital to find more innovative ways and more creative and blended ways to help finance young Africans and their innovative ideas and creative solutions to some of our continent's problems is something that we cannot overlook or overstate. So I'm happy that you mentioned that. You also speak to 
the issue of infrastructure deficiencies. And like I've mentioned before, and also like access to finance, I think that's also a common challenge that is faced by young African entrepreneurs across the board. And so again, I think there is a call to action to, um, you know, help bridge that infrastructure gap that does limit innovation and does limit our ability to resolve some of the challenges that we are faced with on the continent, but also does limit our ability to become an economically developing and growing and sustainably so continent. The last thing you also spoke to, which is was the regulatory and the administrative burdens that are faced, all of that red tape and I think there's also a need to help young African entrepreneurs navigate the cumbersome licensing processes, compliance regulations, sometimes even ambiguous um, regulations that can be time consuming and costly if you can't afford consultants to help you navigate that space. I do also appreciate that we can now use AI to help with some of these things. And I'm glad that you noted some of these very, very important challenges. I also like to speak to another challenge which comes up a lot when we speak about development in the context of Africa. And it's the challenge of education. Tafadwa, do you think that the education systems in our individual African countries or even collectively are playing a role or can play a bigger role in fostering innovation and digitization? Can they help nurture and harness those creative ideas? And can they help young African entrepreneurs refine them so that they can go to markets in a way that is strategic? Can education play a role here? And what role do you think education can play? So, I think that education is one of the key things that can help a lot of youth and entrepreneurs get out there. If we bridge the skills gap efficiently, we'll be able to have effective digital transformation through new educational tools that are coming through. Let's look at Education 5.0. It mainly focuses on ICT and digital transformation at a very young age. If we have younger children understanding how much impact digital tools and digital transformation have on our economy and our growth. It will allow entrepreneurs to bridge and close the digital skills gaps that are around our African continent. So I believe that it's something that's instrumental and important in our drive to have a viable economy. Thank you so much for your input, Safadu, and I agree with you. Bridging that skills gap is, is where the magic is. I mean, we always speak of Africa being you know, the next frontier for global development and investment and trade. And we speak of this very, very unique thing that we have as a continent, which is the youngest and fastest growing population group. I believe by 2050, we will account for more than half of the world's youth population. And that alone should inspire new and creative ways of educating young people and also starting to think of jobs of the future and how digital tools play a role in that. A message from one of our partners, Youth Connect Africa. Youth Connect Africa invests in youth's ideas and initiatives to pave the way forward for Africa to harness its true power by the year 2030. Together, 
with Nestle Needs Youth, these partners are powering a platform where ideas flourish, minds converge, and iron sharpens iron. Rachel, I know that no industry is without its misconceptions. And as somebody who isn't digitally or technologically inclined, one of the things that I worry about is people speaking of leapfrogging, you know, let's let's leapfrog. And I know that in the digital and the tech space, it makes a lot of sense. And, and, and then to me and other spaces, I don't think that we can jump through or skip any parts of our development or industrial stages, right? And so one thing that people who don't understand your industry might want to say is that, do we have access to digital tools? Do Africans have the necessary access to the tools and the resources, soft and hard infrastructure that we need to usher in this era of digital transformation? Yeah, I I would say um, there are so many misconceptions about um, digital transformation. Uh, First of all, uh, the biggest misconception is that people think digital transformation is not for small companies. But uh, that is just a misconception because um, digital uh, digitization helps small companies grow. It makes them discoverable. For example, the use of digital marketing uh, has proven to help a lot of companies uh, be discoverable. And um, the coming in of websites uh, help to profile some of the works that they have done. So it's just a misconception. And another thing that people um, think that is not true is that it's expensive uh, to uh, include uh, digital technologies in their businesses. It's not expensive as compared to other uh, forms of, for example, marketing. If you use, for example, digital marketing, you cut the budget and um, it's actually really helpful and it reaches a lot of people worldwide, not just in your country. So these are just misconceptions that uh, we need to move from. Thank you. Rachel, I want to come back to you and ask again if on the topic of the use of digital tools and specifically small um, entrepreneurs, small enterprises, MSMEs on the continent and their ability to leverage these digital tools and use digital marketing to advertise their goods and services, are the average African consumers able to consume that? Do they have the resources to consume that content? Uh, yes, they do have uh, the um, resources to uh, consume the content. And on top of that, I believe um, when you have your solution in digital format, you are you offer it borderless. You can reach to other markets as well. So you're not only targeting just African, African uh, markets, but you can also go beyond that, which in turn will improve our economies and develop our continent at large. Okay. Thank you so much. Tafaza, would you agree with Rachel? I agree a lot because digital tools and digital platforms have the ability to scale and ability to grow. Looking at examples of startups that have actually having grown to actually exponential grounds, there's Farm Crowdy from Nigeria. The Farm Crowdy has connected with over hundreds of thousands of farmers 
to investors and the, and through their digital platform they've empowered small scale farmers and generated returns for over 10,000 of investors through their digital platform also looking at flutterwave in nigeria i think that's one of the flagship startups that are in africa since it's now valued at over a billion dollars their payment solution have catalyzed financial inclusion and e-commerce growth in africa because their platform processes over 140 million transactions annually and digitally so through that, you'd realize that they've partnered with giants such as Facebook and Alipay to reach their impact. So the way that they're innovating, their financial technology space, and they're leveraging their digital platform allows them to scale and actually have impactful and huge growth in Africa. So I think that's one of the flagship examples that we can look up to and actually be proud of as having in Africa. Thank you for that, Tafazo. I mean, thanks for making mention to the fact that digital um, tools have also inspired financial inclusion on the continent and reached areas where, you know, the ordinary financial institutions had not yet reached um, with mobile money services and solutions such as M-Pesa being widely adopted on the continent and allowing people to access financial services through their mobile phones. So I just wanted to look at some statistics quickly before we wrap up our conversations. So as of 2021, Africa had an average internet penetration rate of 46.2%, which means that approximately 46.2% of the African population has access to the internet. Likewise, about 80% of the African population has access to mobile phones. And when it comes to smartphone adoption, about 40% of the African population has access to smartphones. And so you guys are correct indeed. There is, you know, a majority or a considerable amount of Africans who do have access to the digital tools that will allow them to consume digital content, but also buy into digital goods and services. Speaking to that, the United Nations Conference on Trade and Development made mention to the fact that e-commerce sales in Africa increased by 40% in 2020, which is quite impressive if you ask me. I'm going to ask both yourself, Rachel, and Tafadzwa the same question, and and, and I want you to answer it in, in a very personal way, as you are indeed the young African entrepreneurs that we speak about in this conversation, and you do represent them, and you have the ability also to inspire them. Now, what I want to ask is, how do you think that your peers and competitors can stay abreast to the latest digital trends and innovations and what kind of resources are available to assist them? I know that we've highlighted some of the deficiencies, but what resources are there? What funding opportunities have you encountered that you have seen working for either yourself or some of your other peers? What is there? Um, what resources are there? And how can they be exploited to ensure that you know, we're staying on top of our game and we're constantly bringing the best and the best of digital trends and innovations to Africa. Okay, so we're, we're, we're going to do a little, something a little bit different this time, Tafaza, where ladies aren't going first and um, you have the floor. 
<laughs> noticed. <laughs> All right. So speaking from a personal point of view and what has helped me a lot, I think that I leveraged on continuous learning where I engaged in online courses, webinars, and workshops that focus on digital technologies such as data analytics, AI, and digital marketing. So you realize if you go on platforms such as Coursera or LinkedIn Learning, they offer a wide range of relevant courses, or even Google Digital Skills offers a free course in digital marketing literacy where it's certified and you get to learn everything that you need to know about digital marketing and leveraging digital tools within your business. One of the key things also was networking and collaboration. You realize that connecting with other entrepreneurs, experts, and industry leaders through networking events and conferences and online communities helped me a lot in my journey. Then in closing, looking at the resources that entrepreneurs can and be able to leverage and find are the tech incubators and accelerators. And this is something that's upcoming and that's, that is a bubble that's very growing fast. And you realize joining these technology-focused incubators and accelerators can provide access to a lot of mentorship, guidance, and resources. Personally, one that really helped me was the Anzisha Prize, which has been a hands-on experience guiding me through business development and systems deliverables from the onset and changing how we handle our sales, marketing, our people handling, and finance. Another also good opportunity was the Youth Connect Africa, but we joined it as Youth Connect Zimbabwe. It helped us through guidance, mentorship, and networking, and allowed us to open new contracts and partnerships through their Youth Connect platform in Zimbabwe. So by having industry partnerships and digital communities, these allow us to collaborate with technology companies, startups, and innovation hubs to gain insights into the latest digital trends and actually move forward our company and our goals as a startup. Thank you so much for that, Tafadwa. I'm very happy to hear that you are a beneficiary of a project that was spearheaded by one of the Iron Shop and Iron podcast partners. And kudos to Youth Connect Africa for giving young Africans that platform. Rachel, I'm going to ask you to please just help us with your concluding remarks. Thank you, Letabo. I think as, as Tafadwa has highlighted uh, most of uh, the opportunities that are there. I'm also one of the beneficiaries of Youth Connect. I attended Youth Connect uh, last year in Rwanda, where one of the biggest things that I got was networking, where I had now uh, networks all over the continent of Africa. And secondly, I, I would also uh, advise the youth to also look on um, LinkedIn, where there are so many opportunities not just on LinkedIn, but on the internet. There are so many opportunities that are there where um, they could apply and also get uh, the resources that are needed for their particular businesses in um, in technology. And I, I also had, uh, was selected as one of the startups development program by African Union this year, which also helped me uh, in, in the business growth as well. And this this is something that is um, posted on LinkedIn and posted online. And I would advise that uh, at African Youth, when we are online, we shouldn't just uh, chat, but we should also look at these opportunities and utilize them because they are there for us and they will help us in um, 
in our different businesses. So just to highlight, I, I think I, I think the, the most uh, important things that have helped me is number one, networking and also uh, conferences, through conferences and also um, the startups development programs. There are various programs that are there that help uh, startups and also entrepreneurs. And these are what, what have uh, helped me to be where I am today. Thank you. And that brings us to the end of the inaugural episode of the Iron Sharpens Iron podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed listening to it as much as we have enjoyed making it. It has been a really engaging and insightful conversation. So thank you to Tafadwa and Rachel. This is not the end of our voyage, though. We have more exciting discussions lined up with a focus on young Africans and entrepreneurship. The next couple of episodes promise to be as engaging and equally thought-provoking. We encourage you to join us for those discussions when they are released. In the meantime, join in on the conversation on hashtag Nestle Needs Youth, hashtag YCA Community, hashtag Iron Sharpens Iron Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I am your host, Letabo Sitole. Thank you. Until next time.